Welcome to the Broski Doodles podcast. Thank you for joining us again today. Like always, we have an interesting uh, plethora of topics uh, to speak to you about and you know, have you learn a little bit along with us. We are increasing our IQ level every episode, so we hope that you're also doing that. The first thing I want to bring up, uh, even before our guest, is the topic today. I saw the Elon Musk uh, monologue on SNL along with one of the skits that was available for free on YouTube. And... I was super amazed at how this guy was able to actually be funny within his own weird fucking ways. And I wanted to to talk about this with my homies. Well, Big John is always in a building. You know the kid. He's, you know, the one that is always rocking the weirdest DJ parties in the Miami area. <laughs> and we also have with you, uh, he's a, you know, he, he comes and goes. But whenever he comes, we try to keep him as much because his knowledge and his way of thinking is, uh, is super interesting for the Broski Doodles. We got our boy Tavo. And, you know, let's get it started. What did you guys think of the SNL monologue that uh, Elon Musk did and was just released? I'll start us off. I, I think it was, on Kiko's point, it was really good. I think he had comedic timing. He pointed out a lot of issues that he was funnier than a lot of the hosts that I've seen. Um, like, I think he had it on point. You can, and the biggest extension, if you want to see, like, how good he was, when they put his mom on, you can see that she didn't have the same timing that he did. And that right there, it kind of shows, like, this guy's funny. Like, it's always easier to compare when you have, a contrast, but I think he did a, a good job, and I, I want to go into a few pieces of him, but I'll, I'll give John Heido's uh, advice here, Big J. Uh, let him give us a little bit. Well, bro, um, I I enjoyed it. I, I did feel like he had some um, appreciation of the timing as far as uh, comedy is concerned, but it did seem oddly robotic, um, the, the way he delivered uh, those jokes yeah the timing was there but there's no fluctuation of the of the voice no like it's all set in the same tone and it's it seems to me like it's clearly being read like he already prepared all this up front and he's just reading it in his mind the way that it should be said um sometimes the timing is there sometimes the timing isn't and it's evident uh in the way that it came out I think that he, you know, from what you're saying, he's like the he read this, which which I think this was material that was written for him, and it's not unusual for this to happen. But when you say like, oh, he was monotonous in his tone and all these things, he mentioned these things. So for me, this is how I felt. I felt like Eminem in Eight Mile when he's telling the people when he's rapping the battles, he's telling them his flaws, and it almost seems like I when I was like, what monologue by Elon Musk? This is really happening. When I press play. I really did not have an idea how he was going to make this work without it being awkward and weird. Because whenever he's been on Rogan, he's fucking weird, right? So <laughs> it seemed like he did the perfect, I don't know if this was coach, but whatever, however it happened, I think that he had a great way of embracing the shit that we already think of him as weird and fucking awkward to make it funny. So like, you know, you remember when he was like, well, he talked about like, I'm the first person to be here with Asperger. And you're like, He's embracing the fact that he talks weird, right? That he has this awkward timing, which funny enough, he had great timing for the jokes. So I think that, that I think he used that to his favor. The things that would go against him, he sort of used that to, you know. So 
that's good thing you brought it up there, Kiko, because that's what I wanted to go into. To like, so when he said Asperger's, I think I myself I didn't know what Asperger's was, so I had to Google it. And as we're always teaching our fans here, we're gonna give you a definition, so that way you guys know, just in case you didn't want to take the time to Google it. So on Wikipedia, so it's Asperger's syndrome, also known as Asperger's, is a neurodevelopmental disorder characterized by significant difficulties in social interaction and nonverbal communication, along with restricted and repetitive patterns of behavior and interests. So that's just a very kind of simple idea. So it you're socially awkward just by being like Asperger's. Another piece uh, that it says like, it is it is an autism spectrum disorder. So you're on the spectrum, but it differs from the order the other disorders because it's relatively unimpaired language and intelligence. So like you're on the spectrum, you have it like you're you're a little bit more socially awkward, but your your language and intelligence is there. And this guy's a billionaire, so it's clearly not affecting him to that level. Um, he's living with it and. I said, yeah, as you guys go on, I think the writers hit him really well with the correct jokes for him, whoever wrote that for him, because he said it monotonely, but it hit. Because I'm pretty sure you guys have listened to like very monotone comedians that, that hit kill. because they're monotone. Like the way mm -hmm. the joke is written is just keep it, keep it, keep it. Like uh, stern face, joke hits. Like if you guys um, remember we, Mitch, Mitch Hatchberg, he would have, I'm pretty sure both. You all heard him, right? Mitch Hedberg, mm -hmm. back in the day. Yeah. Like his jokes was monotonous, but that broad, that made it funnier because he was wackier. So yeah, sorry, go on. I didn't want you to get lost, but I totally agree, yeah. Yeah, so like, so the writers, and, and when you know who you are as a person, you can hit jokes because comedy is more than timing. It's more than changing your monotone. So like to me, because he Asperger's, I guess he used it to his advantage to hit the points. Like we're gonna go into like one of my my favorite jokes on there. He hit really well to me was when he's talking about as Kiko said. So he's smoking weed on Joe Rogan's podcast, and everyone thinks that oh this is all uh, Elon Musk does. He just goes on podcasts. He can come on this podcast and smoke weed. That's fine, but that's all he does. <laughs> he can he goes on podcasts and he smokes weed, and it's like everybody's reducing to one thing, and then he goes into it's like reducing OJ to murder, and <laughs> it hit. <laughs> I, I think the audience hit, it hit to me. He hit the next level joke. Yo, when he said that joke, I literally Yo. laughed like as if like a, a badass comedian that's been doing this for 20 years was saying a joke. Like that <laughs> shit killed so hard, so fucking hard. In my opinion, that was, he's like, it's like reducing, you know, cause he only did it one time, one time. <laughs> one time. See, do you, do you see? That's why to me, it hit so well. It's like, when you have a joke set up and you hit, he hits you with misdirection. He hits you with like, oh, it's only once, but it was great. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he he still didn't tell us what his kid's name is. Say, like, oh, this is my kid's name, <laughs> uh, also known as Cat Running Across Keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his kid's name. Do you guys? No, no, no. And I think it was actually. Do you guys find it to be heartwarming? Like he brings in his mom and and yeah, I mean it, it. I don't know. It was like it was nice all the way through. Like that the monologue for me, it was heartwarming. It had everything, you know that that um that I don't know. It just made me happy. It was super funny. It was edgy, 
and it made someone that was weird embrace that weirdness and and make them super funny and uh whoever wrote it i mean i'm pretty sure that he had something to do with it the whole combination of things uh i thought i thought was great um you mentioned tavo that that you sort of earlier when when the mom came you noticed how good he was on the timing because of how or i think john said it because how off she was on the timing right the mom yes you could that was yeah that was me so it almost felt like she she's the one that had the asperger (laughs) (laughs) wow she 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 was pretty bad on it but 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 it was heartwarming moment i think um so just going back to the asperger thing so pretty much it just has to do with social um, awkwardness. Correct. So it's, it's social interaction and intelligence. So you're still intelligent when you have Asperger's. You're you're, you're socially awkward. For okay. as Matt, for example, like if you're at a party or in a social setting, you don't really know how to behave. You're usually like by yourself in a, in a sense. There's no like the way to better explain this. Like you've been to like an event where like you see usually this person would be by themselves in a sense, just because they're not really talking to anybody. They're not, they are not going to be the life of the party in a sense. Like they're not going to, you know, you know, if you've been somewhere to somebody that can work the room, if you're a host, like you go from one set of people to another set of people and like you make jokes, you make this, you do that. Like that's the type of like just social persona that you would have. But somebody that would have like this Asperger syndrome wouldn't do that. Like, it's just not something that comes natural to them. I would, I would assume they have to work on it. I'm not saying mm. it's not possible for them to and like, that, get to that is level. That, is that in the spectrum of autism? It is in the spectrum. So, like, Asperger's syndrome is in the spectrum of the autism spectrum disorder. Okay. From Wikipedia. So like, and I do have you to think, do you think that here. Elon Musk... <laughs> We're not bringing here motherfuckers out making up shit. You know what I mean? We already got me and BJ for that every week. Shit. When we bring experts, they're fucking experts. You know what I mean? This guy <laughs> has Wikipedia on log, Yahoo Answers on log. This guy has it. Oh. All right? Ask Jeeve. You guys remember Ask Jeeve? Maybe you're too young for that shit. You probably, if you don't know who Ask Jeeve is, maybe you have a, a TikTok account and you do little dances in the weekend. <laughs> okay, so do you, think, do you think Elon Musk expressed the Asperger symptoms or uh, not symptoms, but qualities like on his uh, monologue, like did you, did that come through? To me, it, I didn't think so. If he didn't say it and the way the jokes were written, I couldn't tell. Just because I'm, I'm laughing at everything he's saying. I see the contrast between him and his mom. If he didn't go into specifically saying like, you know, I'm going to run my human and emulation and try to be a human here. I would say this is just a regular guy doing his bit, having a good time. I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell. And which is a good thing. I guess in general, like like if you have like I, I, I'm always a supporter of helping people in general. But if you have the aspects that don't feel bad at all about it, like you got a billionaire here who has the same. You can also be a billionaire Fuck. if you have the syndrome. Like there's give, no thing about me, it. And give me Asperger's. To, Maybe I'll fucking succeed at some shit. You might. I mean, <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's more of like play to your strengths so like and i and i saw that and and that's what he did in the jokes like he played to these type of jokes that are going to be in his strengths like he couldn't do other type of jokes like um fluffy right fluffy does all these jokes where like he makes like different voices he makes like 
car sound, that sort of thing. Like that's his type of crazy jokes. He couldn't yeah. do that. So if Comedy you're not gonna, for, if you can't hit those jokes, yeah. So you gotta hit the jokes that you can hit. If you're the straight man, if you're these type of things that are monotone, like hit, use your strengths. Okay, but then, wouldn't you say? And I, I want your opinion as well, BJ. Wouldn't you say that <laughs> even though he recognized that? Okay, I, I, I have Asperger's, and you're saying that you don't, you're not noticing that through his act. I mean, he still does the little weird faces that you know like expressions would you like is this guy a serial killer i mean is it like is this guy gonna become a villain i mean i'm i'm all i'm team elon musk all the way i don't care if it takes us you know to the destruction of of humanity itself i'm going with it but he could turn into that villain just because of the, the little looks that he does obviously the asperger thing makes it a bit more understandable as to why that might be did you notice the joke where he actually, I'm almost certain that he played to the fact that he knows people think it's weird that he does those look weird faces because he said some joke. I don't remember what it was, but it went along the lines of like people think I'm weird or something. And then he's like, I don't know why. And then he just keeps looking. He kept doing it. I don't know if you remember that part. <laughs> and it made me feel like even though he's playing to it and, and he, he is embracing it, he is definitely, I do think it comes through. I think it still comes out great, and it's a great comedy. But what do you think, BJ? Do you feel that you do feel it, bro? I I did feel it all the way through. Um, I ended up watching the rest of the skits, and it it feel like it feels throughout the entire process of the of the show that the more he gets involved, the more it comes out. Um, the sense of like, it's like not not being able to to interact like interact socially um in like social settings of, of, of that kind where he's constantly like i like he's he's not he's like he's self-aware of what he has but at the same time is completely unaware of where he is i don't know if that makes sense okay so you do you do you do think that does play out you can see it you can feel that awkwardness even on even on, on on the on the monologue that he did so well on you could still feel that totally totally um it it's to me the deeper it got into the episode the more cringe i felt because of how much it would be displayed like the sense of the of of his uh, his tics his mannerisms the the monotone the, the i mean it, he was he was so fixated i think he was he was more fixated on 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 the timing and saying the joke correctly at the correct time than he was aware of his surroundings because for the most part when i when i see him on camera he's he's looking at the at the cue card like without a doubt like i understand that you have to look at it to to be able to know what you're gonna what you're saying like what's your next line but there have been people that I, I have done it and you can't tell that they're reading from a cue card. Other people straight up, you can tell. But I think the fact that he, that he has uh, Asperger's doesn't doesn't help him in that scenario, because I mean, one of the one of the things about Asperger's is that they they get hyper fixated on on objects. So I don't know. Yeah, but like even more to my point mm -hmm. of, of him doing it. Well, I'm, I'm not saying that this is against what you said, but just further on rather mm -hmm. furthermore. Uh, what I what I felt from it is that he did amazing, even if he didn't have Asperger's, right? He did amazing for just being a techie fucking freaky guy. Like, 
you're not expecting a guy, right? Like, like takes Asperger's away. Just uh-huh. the fact that this guy made PayPal, fucking Tesla, and all this mm-hmm. shit. He's taking ships to the moon. We're going to be living in Mars in no time because of this guy. And then you're telling me, oh, no, he's going to host the SNL and actually do a bit where that, like, that almost feels like this is a professional comedian. To me, that alone is, was just like, damn. Like, I straight up thought this shit was going to be some weird-ass trolling thing where he was going to have fun himself, but everybody else was just going to feel cringe, you know? Mm-hmm. And he actually made it work. Now, let's move on to the next part when he does the, the bit. The bit that we saw is when he does the, the news, you know, with uh, Michael Che, which is uh, the other, the black comedian, which is, he's great. And mm-hmm. so, so he's, doing, he's doing like the news and he's like the economy expert or the crypt, uh, cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency-like uh, expert. So he brings him in. Here is when I think you could see a little bit more of the trolley part, less controlled, a bit more weird. Especially with the fucking Dodge, Dodge coin shit, like. Mm-hmm. But uh, nevertheless, me that I don't like SNL, I thought the whole bit was funny. It was like, all right, but so what is it? Like, it it, it 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 did make fun of the fact that like all these trading people today are talking about all these things, but then you're like, what is it? And then they just give you this vague explanation at the end. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's a hustle. Okay, yeah, you just tell me that it's a hustle. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, t- tell me your thoughts on that. So for this piece, this is where I think he he's manipulating us as a society. This is where I, I think he turns to, and I'll explain what I'm talking about. So, um, so I work with other people that buy Tesla stock, that buy Dogecoin, and buy these investments for Elon Musk. Now, Elon Musk has been on like 60 Minutes and other news articles, like, where his tweet, his statement, his SNL appearance affects the stock price. So I say that, but I have to say this disclaimer. Uh, this is not financial advice. Don't listen to me. I'm an idiot. I say that disclaimer because you can't legally provide financial advice. So anybody listening to me better not do anything financial with this. So that, that's a thing. Like you can't. So I'm going to save us all here. Don't listen to Kiko or John about financial advice. We don't know anybody. I I don't know. Not just for this episode, ever. 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 Not financial advice. Life advice, sure, but financial advice, do not listen (laughs) to us. And even then, I mean, try your own (laughs) risk, you know? Yeah, like disclaimers. (laughs) So I say that. So that being said, so every time Elon Musk said something, like I think there was a point where he sent out a a tweet that said stonks and like Tesla shot up because he said something. So... The fact that he brought up Dogecoin not once, but like multiple times to this episode, he is affecting Dogecoin like cryptocurrency. Like, so with that, I think he did that on purpose. He, he planned this. It's like, yeah, I have this Asperger's and you guys are going to feel for me, but I also have a plan to make this money. Because at the end of the day, you don't become a billionaire by being an idiot. Like, that's just not, it's not a thing. So he talked about it. He said everything. He like even told you, hey, this is a hustle. Buy it. <laughs> so you you even think it's calculated even to the macro. He, like he not, not just the that. micro, right? For for you RTS players over there, for you e-gamers. I see you. I see you. Not only the micro, the fucking macro. This is StarCraft movement. He planned he knows, it. 
And dude, don't you don't did you feel that this one got a little more trolly when he was like to the moon, Dogecoin to the moon? It was a bit like it almost felt like did the SNL cast know that he was gonna do it like that? You know? I think they did, and I also they think he's joking. That that's I think the SNL cast. Mm. Oh, that's great! They say these lines all the time: mm. "Diamond hands to the moon, like hold, do all these things." He is not joking. Also, oh, you think he you you think he played him? He played him like a deck of cards. He played him. He played he, him. He's like they felt for him. They felt sorry for him. They let him. They wrote him the thing, and he's like, "We're gonna get Dogecoin up." You think you think there was a little bit of this guy is a techie guy. Even Asperger's, like he's good at what he does, but he's not comedy. So yeah, when he says those crazy things, yeah, that's funny. Let's just you know put it. But in reality, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just playing dumb, and you're sliding it in. No yep. love, no just lube. like that. I I don't know if you guys have seen this meme, but there's a meme where like it has Bill Gates and then a phrase, then Elon Musk and a phrase. So like Bill Gates. I want to vaccinate everyone. It's like, no, no, no way. You're going to put a microchip in us, right? And then it has Elon Musk saying, I will microchip everyone. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. Because we all love Elon Musk. <laughs> yes, because I've seen that meme. So, like, we're not having whatever Bill Gates says, but whatever Elon Musk says, we're having it. <laughs> okay, do you think, though, do you think, though, that he deserves the, uh, the trust in him that he's gotten? That's and I'm not question. a defender of him. But the reason why I ask is because you could say you could tell like with someone like Bill Gates that they're asking him if he's gonna share the patent of the vaccine with the, with India so they cannot all die. And he's like, Well, it's complicated, you know. I cannot just give him the recipe, <laughs> you know. You gotta do this in a controlled environment and all this shit. And and you could you could tell why people are like, Yo, fuck Bill Gates, but everything Elon Musk <laughs> does is like it's weird because he connects with people in a way that he makes you feel like, yeah, even though he's a billionaire, I'm part of y'all. Like, I'm out there tweeting fucking crazy shit, smoking weed on Joe Rogan. And you know what? The SEC or whatever the fuck that wants to control the thing, suck my dick, you know? <laughs> so why the reason why I ask is because, like, maybe he's not undeserving, that he has a lot of people going for him. I just think that if if I wouldn't want him to turn out to be someone that just used that influence that he has to his benefit to make money, which I'm sure he's doing some of that, but I still trust up to now that he does want to make humanity better um, with the plans that he has. So do you think uh, on, on another subject, do you think the fact that he had Asperger's, you're uh, socially awkward, at the end that sort of plays in your favor to be super good at something because you're like, you know what, fuck it, I'm not gonna go out you know, like us, we used to go out and party and shit. Oh, let's go, you know, to this somebody's get together and pass a Cavassier and drink and all this, right? And he just oh, stayed shit. home fucking, you know, cranking, doing the, the studying and shit. And at 12, he made a video game. At 18, creates PayPal or whatever the fuck. And, and now he's, you know, banging um, fucking Amber Heard and shit. So... <laughs> so do you think that so played into his favor? Like, like that actually helped on the fact that he sort of you know i mean i mean the question really here is would you would you choose either or if you had the choice you know like if you knew from the get like oh i could either not go out and make shitloads of money and then go out with amber heard or go out every day be the talk of the town 
be the king of the popularity contest, but at the end, be living at my mom's house for, at the age of 33. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, if you have to decide as a kid, we're fucking retarded, right? Like, we just go for the immediate thing. He didn't have a choice. He was like, yo, my social shit is fucked. I'm, I'm scared just going out there. So I'm just going to stay in here and I'm going to make and I'm going to change the world. Like, I think, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a question of would you choose it? Because at the end of the day, you don't know what it is to feel like he felt. True. I think at the end of the day, you got to just play with the cards you got. And it's hard to try to picture yourself as someone else because there's so many things that, that you would need to know that you don't know to feel that. Right. But right. But it almost feels like he only could have been who he is today because he had Asperger's. I mean, he probably has high IQ a good upbringing but it almost seemed like that focus um accuracy on on things and getting them done is something that that i, I think that played into his favor to succeed so you know i mean i didn't mean to do this but this is a fucking uplifting story that you know even <laughs> if you have what people will call the disabilities and learning um challenges you know the, the, at the end it could be that it's compensating for something else and you end up, you know, being able to remember every address in the phone book. You know, I don't know if that's much help, but, you know, depending on what power you get, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a, uh, I got a Frisbee hat. <laughs> the power you get. So, yeah, I mean, what Kiko says, so. The, the way you ask the question is difficult because if I knew I was going to be a billionaire, then all day. Yeah, I sacrifice my childhood to be a billionaire. There's no, there's no question there. Like hmm. whatever it is, I'm, I'm sacrificing it. The, the difficult piece is if you don't know if you're gonna be a billionaire, then you gotta choose. Like, do you sacrifice your life to do these certain things to the for the chance? Because you may not make but, it. Not everyone is a billionaire. Right, there's right. probably plenty of people that have Aspergers that are not even remotely close. Right, like to not every there. story is Forrest Gump. You know what right. I mean? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, not every story gets us there. There's also different variations of this uh, Asperger's, like how uh, effective or, or ineffective that it, it affects your social skills, you know? Would you but, say that he exaggerates it? I don't think so. No. I think he just is how he is. Um, but I also think he's really smart. Like, I, yeah. I'm one, like, I'm supporting my life, but I also think he he's he's using us. No, no, I mean, with Elon Musk <laughs> specifically, there's no need to feel sorry for him. <laughs> like, he's got the world by the balls. I mean, yeah. for everyone else. he's using us, man. He, he, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he goes on there. He says dumb things, but he knows. He's like, we're getting this money. I mean, okay. So la la last thoughts before we end on this topic. Would he, you say... He, yeah, go go BJ. Sorry, even though like the price from the point that uh, he he went on, which is at seventy two cents, it went down to an all time low of forty two uh, forty two cents, the stock price of Dogecoin, as as of him showing up. But on SNL, on SNL, so it had the but, reverse effect, right? And I, I that's what I feel like. I mean, I don't know. This is this is kind of messed up. <laughs> I, I I think the fact that he said that he has Asperger's because up until yesterday nobody knew that he had that, right? No, there was I no. I mean, people suspect of... that he has some shit. I did. Right, like maybe he was just a eccentric, or he's very very intelligent and uh, his and freak. No, yeah, I mean, in different ways. So you but, think? Um, oh, so you think that's the reason he went down? 
him mentioning I mean, that. To to, I think the combination of him mentioning that, and then and then trolling with the constant Dogecoin, um, for people to finally like kind of like fully see the face behind. Like I m- imagine, this is the guy that created PayPal, created Tesla, um, is currently running Tesla. How how would uh, a person who has invested three billion dollars into the company of Tesla feel after seeing uh, Elon Musk perform yesterday? But why? Because you think at times it did seem a bit wild. I, I, Not, it did. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I think it, it doesn't have to do with the content. I think it has to do with um, with the the whole like combination of things of the of the fact that he is so fixated on the on the Dogecoin, the the fact that he has Aspergers. Um, you know, are you saying Aspergers? It's not Asperger. I know it's not Aspergers. Okay. I'm saying Aspergers. Okay. A S P E G E R. No, I just want to make sure because the people that are listening to us. You know, sometimes it sounds like Asperger's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounded to me, and I don't want them to think that we're sort of, you know, uh, not putting respect on the name. No, no, absolutely. Call it, call it how it is. To BJ's point, I was just, uh, as you know, the expert here, he revealed it on Saturday. I don't think it was known before Saturday that he had it. Mm. So it could be negatively impacting the price on Tesla. We won't know on, on Tesla until Monday. But I'm pretty and like Dogecoin has dropped. It uh it was up at like yeah seventy and then it dropped. Right now it's like at fifty. So mm-hmm. maybe it did impact it. Maybe people are a little more skeptical. Maybe people aren't as like, you know, welcoming like we are here on the podcast. We don't care what you have. We uh we we oh, talk no, about it. Yeah. But maybe not. others that are like, more, hey, that's a, that's a yeah, it's a mental. We don't care what you have. We care yeah. what you give. Yeah, exactly. Quite, and he's quite, giving. Quite. Quite the contrary, to more more power to him, like more praise to, should, should he's be content because he's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. He's, he, he's achieved all, all that he's achieved at to this point. No, numero uh, uno. Numero uno. He did it. El uh, So, <laughs> so what, what's what's our excuse? Well, oh, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Oof! What is our excuse? We need to well, get. Well, we the first thing, if you want to improve in life, do not well, do not compare yourself to Elon Musk. There was this guy, I think <laughs> Jordan Peterson was talking about. There was this guy, right, that he, you know, you guys, people in the Broski Doodles know Jordan Peterson, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty uh-huh. sure Tavo and BJ know. Peterson was talking about some guy that he was, like, helping out, right, in his clinic uh, um, practice as a clinical psychologist. And the guy was, like, really bad self-esteem, low self-esteem. He didn't think he was really good because he was always comparing himself to his college uh, roommate. And like Peterson asked him, so who's, who was your roommate? He's like, oh, this is guy that made PayPal and then Tesla, his name is Elon Musk. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, you will never grow and feel happy if you're comparing yourself to other people. And, and, and this helps me as well. You know, like when I'm going out there and trying to get better at you know, cardio or running or biking or football. I got to compare myself to how I was playing yesterday or how I was performing yesterday because otherwise you're always going to see people that are on some other level and shit. So, um, yeah, it's important to not compare yourself, especially not to Elon Musk. But uh, (laughs) any last thoughts on the Elon Musk situation, Asperger's, his performance on SNL and his influence uh, 
on the stock market potentially? Um, do I feel like he consciously knew that he was manipulating the the, mar the market by doing what he did? Um, possibly. Do I do I feel like he wanted to like just get out the whole Doge thing? And not really care about the rest of the fucking show. <laughs> That's also a possibility. Um, but I, I, I think that deep down inside, because of, of his condition or his um, disorder or his um, spectrum analysis, he um, tends to be a, a little bit more naive or like... Um, Yeah, that motherfucker ain't naive. What's the what's the word? <laughs> like in in the social setting, because he doesn't have the knowledge, because he doesn't have the awareness. Like the thing with him, I think he's so smart that he can overcome that. Like he's so smart that he even like does some like AI on the social part so that it works. Right, but he's just he's just inputting a code, receiving an output. And and he and he goes on and he, and he yeah. moves forward. But if if the input changes, he might not be able to produce the new output because of the fact that it changed from the script that it was already. Yo, what implanted. the fuck are you talking about, BJ? <laughs> he, I'm saying that Elon yo, Musk is a robot. That's what I'm saying. Gus, <laughs> so to, that will help to, us out. So just to kind of wrap us up in in this piece is um, always got to leave on a positive note. So like to to our viewers, so like don't be who you are. Like if you if you have it, like you can still overcome. Play to your strengths. He was clearly playing to his strengths in the in the in the sketches in the money. He was playing to his strengths. So play to your strengths. Get to zero. Like if you're living at home with your mom and you have debt and you don't pay for your own stuff, get to zero, and then we can start working on the other pieces. But overall, I think he did a good job. Is he mentally manipulating us? Like, am I going to say, yes, put the chip in me? Probably because he's such a nice guy, like mm -hmm. charismatic out here. Just like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, microchip me. That's cool. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so um, I think if Dogecoin went down that much, I think you should buy it now because if it went down that much, you should buy it. But, hey, this is not financial advice. Don't listen to me. I'm an idiot. Yeah, don't listen. I Do not listen to me for financial advice. No way. She. <laughs> she. <laughs> She. All right, well, that, that, that was us on that topic. Uh, so we're going to talk about some other nice stuff that we wanted to get our old school people back in the dados, the 90s, the motherfucking Super Nintendo freaks <laughs> and on. Yeah, we got you. We got you. I didn't get much help on the singing part from you guys. I was also, John said Hadouken. I know I did, right? That's, that's Street Fighter. That's Street Fighter. All right. That's Street so Fighter. For the Mortal Kombat fanatics, that's it. We lost those subscribers or gained those. So uh, I, I, I've been um, meaning I to talk to you. I'm going to kick you off the fucking pot. I've been meaning to talk to you guys, uh, the broski doodles. And you guys here in in the room with me about fucking the new Mortal Kombat movie. I mean, this is this is a game that goes with us, you know, with our age group, right? And 
And yeah, I mean, we're going to compare, we're going to tear it to pieces, criticize it, praise it, compare it to the original one, to the video game. So we're going to go through the whole thing. So if you just got here, is this the first time listening to the Broski Doodle? It's going to be a good one. All right. So let's start off. Let's give general, general um, critiques of it. So just tell me like, oh, I liked it or shit, I hate it. And then we're going to go in depth on things. I'll start off with me. General, without going in depth, I liked it. What about you, BJ? Definitely liked it. All right. Tabo? For me, it was it was what I wanted from a film. To, to give you an example, like if I'm watching Godzilla versus King Kong, I know what to expect. It's like big monsters fighting. If I'm watching Mortal Kombat, people fighting. That, that's what I want to see. So for what it was, it was okay. Yeah, go with it. it's okay. <laughs> I, I actually agree a lot with what you said um, because I actually had a post on Facebook that says something like, "For the for the people saying the Mortal Kombat movie sucked, what the fuck were you expecting? Like a a ten year in the making Chris Nolan classic? Like it's fucking Mortal Kombat, you know? You won the bells and the whistles and the things, and he had it. So, I, I mean, to, to be to expand a bit on this, I think I'm with with Tavo in the sense that. It had everything I wanted in a, in a Mortal Kombat movie, or a lot of it, which is the, the, the things, the sayings, the fatalities, the, you know, the, the fucking characters are back and the effects are better, all this shit. And that was magical. And just for that, I'm like, eh, I'll watch it, just for that. But part of me was a, a bit bittersweet that it could have been a really deep movie. Like when, like when uh, Batman was made by Chris Nolan, that first movie, that... Batman became, you know, with uh, the, you know, Dark, Dark Knight. Knight. It became a movie that overpassed comic movies. It was a movie that was enjoyable regardless. It had depth. It had character uh, depth. So I felt that with the Mortal Kombat movie, they really could have done something like that. But uh, I'm not mad with the cheesy shit. Uh, you know, that for the nostalgia, it works. But I think it could have been deeper. What do you guys think? So to me, I agree with you. They, the, the problem with Mortal Kombat is to find like the right plot. I think they had a, a generally good idea within the movie. So I'm gonna go. I'll go into like a little bit of the plot. It's basically they they have the tournament. Earth has to win the tournament to keep it from being conquered by the other realms, and. The fighting ensues. That's why, that's why we even have Mortal Kombat is to defend Earth from the outer realms to to come to us. And I think the their problem is they couldn't because they had so many characters. You couldn't like focus on one character. Uh, and I'll give you an example where from before, like from the old movies and from the video games, Liu Kang is always like the the go to like main guy because Liu Kang is supposed to be winning the tournament. And that's what happened in the first Mortal Kombat. Liu Kang was there. Like they, they killed his I think it was I think they killed Kung Lao in um in the first movie, right in the beginning. And Liu Kang had to go fight Chung Sung for the Mortal Kombat title. And this is what he won. I think they, they wanted to stray from that a little bit on this movie. They went they went a different direction. Uh, which is okay. You can you can do that. You it's Mortal Kombat. There's like hundreds of characters. You don't have to focus on that. So they started off really well. I, I guess I'll go into that piece. Like the beginning of Mortal Kombat, I think was fantastic. It was Scorpion 
versus Sub-Zero, and they did a twist, which I was okay with it. Scorpion was the good guy in this movie, whereas Sub-Zero was the bad guy. Every other, it's always all the way around. Sub-Zero's the good guy, Scorpion's the bad guy. This one they said, other way, which, totally okay with that. Without, without, without wanting for you to lose your, your track, I want you to keep on going with what you're saying. Uh, when every, I think everyone can agree. When you, when you saw that intro, I thought, oh, shit, this is going to be that deep Mortal Kombat movie. Because that intro fucking scene was amazing. I was like, this shit is going to take a... Because even the fact that he's throwing the thing and it's, it's a bit more uh, rustic. It's not the actual... It made it look even better. Like like he was like in the past, you know, and he, and you can see like, oh, this is the origins of it. And man, that part. And I felt like it almost felt like when you got a video game that's being made by a badass fucking company. And then towards the end, they just give it to some shitty company because they had an issue with the other one. And it just ends up the rest being fucked. Like, yo, what the fuck happened to this? Uh, but I'm not gonna talk the mad shit. Like I like the movie, but it did seem like it, it, it veered off from then to being less deep and less of what I thought it might have could have been. I, I agree with you. So to say, yeah. So he had the rustic knife. He was using rope. So you saw, and he saw. You saw how he used the rope. You saw how he threw it. So you saw the beginning of Scorpion. So it's it's kind of like oh. And, and I get where you're coming from. You wanted to feel like, oh, this is the beginning of Scorpion. They could have gone into like more aspects of how Scorpion comes back from the dead and these sort of pieces. And he could have been the main character to drive us through the movie. But, but they didn't. They went to go a different direction. And actually, but he, the, the movie was going well even a little bit after that. When, when Jax stays fighting Sub-Zero and loses his arms... You're like, oh, this is a little origin story for why he lost his arms, right? So, so even then, that was good for me. Uh, we're gonna get into why the fuck they put the little arms first that look like fucking Forrest Gump's <laughs> legs and shit. Like that was just <laughs> fucked up. But, but I agree with you. You could have had Scorpio, which at the end was Scorpio and his son were the main, the ones that drove it. But I thought, I think, I thought you could have driven it better, and then give little origin stories on the rest, but very briefly. You know, like with Kano, you could have shown like, oh, I came from Australia, I remember when I, and then whatever the fuck, that's why he became who he was, type shit. And Sonja was like, she was a prostitute, you know, some, some shit, and then she's like, fuck this, I'm, I'm gonna fuck this motherfuckers up. But, okay, let's get into the critiques of this thing, because there were a lot of holes in this movie where I was like, yo, what the fuck? And let's start off with the plot itself. If, if the whole thing is about an agreement that the evil people and the earth have that we're going to do this tournament every year so that if we win, you don't come and fuck us that year, right? Like, <laughs> why all of a sudden now the, the, the bad guys are breaking this deal? Like, it almost seems like, well, if, if that could happen, then a long time ago, they would have just fucked us over. They're, they're fucked. They have powers. We're humans. So to me, that broke the whole, um, like, honor uh, code that you thought was unbreakable for this for this uh, dynamics to even exist. I agree. So it's, it, that is going to be a plot hole right there. Because if they could have just broken all the rules and conquered Earth, then why why do we even have the tournament at all? So it's it's one of those like you're you're thinking about it and you're like this doesn't make sense. Yeah, there, there's then, no consequence for breaking the rules. Exactly. 
There's no consequence for break. The, there should be consequences for breaking the rules. Like, oh, so you broke the rules. All right, you have lost the tournament, and Earth remains untouched. Yeah. But who's the rule keeper, right? <laughs> yeah, but then I think I'm, I I I barely remember the first movie except. I remember as a great movie because when I saw it when I was a little kid, it was amazing. But I, I got to rewatch it. I don't know if he ages well. Maybe you could tell me a bit on that. But, yeah, I felt like there should have been something else that was bigger than both of them that sort of was, you know, the one that kept the shit going. Because you're right. Like, or maybe, or even Raiden. If, if Raiden is sort of one of the ones that needs to keep shit on, like, if everything goes wrong, he comes in because he has more power. He was like a bitch on the whole movie. Like, he didn't do shit. Like... They fucking just slapped him around, their, you know, their dick around his face. And he was just like, you guys got to go. You guys got to leave, you know? And it's like, <laughs> so, you know, that really pissed me the fuck off that that Raiden didn't do jack shit the entire, the entire thing. Like, they're, they're breaking the rules in front of you and they're killing your, your, your combatants. The very least you can do is, is protect them or save them, you know? Like, what the fuck? So to give a little bit more to, like, the, the plot, so Raiden is supposed to be an elder god. And there's there's like basically these would be the rule. Because there's a set of elder gods which they mention but never bring into the movie. But they're not doing their job. They're just like they're looking the other way. They're doing something else. They're not paying attention to the, the rules of as to what's going on. So Raiden is, which again, like if Raiden is paying attention and he's a rule keeper, then they're breaking the rules so something should happen. So that right there, you have big flaws in the entire system. It did that didn't happen in the first one. Like they actually had the tournament, they fought. Like some people died, some people lived, and like the, the tournament was a legit tournament, and, and we so, got so to a lot. On the first conclusion. one, all these things made sense and weren't an issue. Like there was a rules that were being kept by the bad guys and the good guys. Right, the rules were there. There may have been like little cheating, but that's like you know how you can like tweak some cheating here and there, but not like break the entire rules of the tournament like you know if you like like stab a guy before he goes into the ring sort of thing like yeah that's cheating yeah sabotage right 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 like like sort of like on uh karate kid you know right you he hurt him in a bad way to fuck him up but but, you know but the the thing still went on no but yeah this is different though i think that that hole in that in the new movie pretty much took off the sense of the movie and then it just became like all right let's have a scene where these two fight each other and it almost looked like the one thing i did like but it shouldn't have been brought up because of the fuck the, the, the you know by fucking up the plot but i did like the fact that they made it look like you're playing the video game like in different stages you know you could like that so i think that that was cool but not do it because but it just became like a thing where like, okay, the plot broke and from now on, we're just going to put these motherfuckers to fight and it's just going to be like an like a eye candy movie and that's it. When it could have been so much more. Like it could have had fucking depth. It could have they could have done so much more on it. And uh, and if Raiden can just move people here and there, then why didn't he just do that before? You know, it's just... Mm. Big plot holes. But I agree with you. Like on the... It was nice to see like, like oh, these are the fights... And we're going to go into like some of the keywords that were said. They said a lot of really nice keywords in this movie for, for us fans. Like, um, I'm going to save the best for last, but they had like um, test your might. It was a subtle, it's like this is where you test your might. It said test your might. 
Um, he said when the guy is kicking him with a low kick over and over again, like is that is that the only move you know how to do? Because when you play Mortal Kombat and you're new, that's the only move that you do, and you're like, hey, stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was it was cute. It was cute. Like that was like you want to see these sort of things. You want these little cuteness to it, and mm-hmm. you can do all the cuteness if you have like a strong plot to put the cuteness in. They just are like, eh, let's just stick it in there and we'll figure it out. They they didn't they didn't plan that out. They didn't plan the fights because if if you plan all right the tournament started and then oh boom and then everyone's like teleported because of Raiden and you were in the spot like okay now here we are yeah they could have definitely tied that up and still use all of those badass scenes but just give a little bit more of an explanation I think you know what I really think that they that there was no reason to not have the tournament like I think that little thing where they wanted to oh let's make it different than the first one. You fucked it up. Like, it's a tournament that's being done a lot later than in the first movie, right? Because now you have the son of the son of the son of Scorpion, whatever, who has, like, this weird-ass power. Uh, which, by the way, now let's move on to the other other thing, right? Oh my Why the God. fuck do they get powers like they're Power Rangers? <laughs> so, we'll go in. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit on two pieces. First, why did we have a brand-new character introduced into this movie? So, at first, when I saw him, this is a Cole, what's his name? Cole. Cole Young. Cole Young. I'm thinking, oh, I haven't played enough Mortal Kombat. I don't know the new characters like in the video games. He doesn't exist in any of the video games. He was created solely he was for, created this for this movie. Yep. He was created for this movie, which I'm like, you have so many characters you can pick from, and you make a new garbage one. 150 plus. Oof, with our expert John Hyde, he knows. 150 plus characters, and we make a new garbage one. So right off the bat, we're like, why do I care about this guy? He's not in my he's not in my franchise. I never played him as a kid. Where's yeah. Johnny Cage? Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like we're all upset about this. Like who who is which this whole we'll, garbage? We'll talk about the little advising part at the end about yeah. a second movie with Johnny Cage, but yeah, man. No, but go on, go on. Yeah, hit yeah. on what you were hitting. And spoilers. So so he says spoilers, right? So Oh, we should have probably pointed out from the beginning. Spoiler alert! No, for no, this, this, entire... this, this shit is gonna have like this is a review of this movie. All right, so if, if you spoilers, don't get it, spoilers from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So, so that that to me pissed me off. Like, why do we have a new character? So to explain the Arcana, this is what they how they get their powers. It's called the Arcana, which is okay because in storytelling, you always want like the main hero to develop, to train, which is which is fine. To me, it was fine because like okay. Um, you have to develop your arcana. They didn't really say how you develop your arcana, and they called it an arcana. We're like, what the hell is an arcana? Because they have to, they have to find a way. Like, how do these normal humans, like they have to, like this? I was okay with it because you have to like figure out how do normal humans get these superpowers, right? Were they born with it? With this idea? Yeah, so, but I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you an answer to that. And I think me and BJ spoke to this in the green room um, a few days ago. Just like Jack got this, uh, you know how he, he got the original shitty arms, right. and then through the Akana, he got more badass arms. Those arms could have been done by the fucking military, like easy, like that's at least in the movie, right? Like fucking Tony Stark type shit. And you could have done the same for the motherfucker with the eye, put a laser in his eye, and you could have done the same for the girl with some bionic shit in her arms. And it would have made sense rather than some fucking power shit that I'm not a big fan of Mortal Kombat, so I don't know every literature on it. But I've never read anywhere that this motherfuckers got the power through some fucking little tattoo that they got on two, two for one on Miami Beach. <laughs> two for one on Miami Beach. Never. Fucking A, bro. 
So, so, so what, what do you think of bullshit? that? <laughs> so I, I'll go into a few pieces then, uh, just to make sure. So I'm going to leave Jax out of this because I think Jax um, ruins a lot of it, but I'll get to him. <laughs> so we'll start with the others. So you have to follow, like if when you write something, when you, you have to follow the logic of your movie. Like if you create a realm or you create something, it has to make sense within the rules that you created. That's where I'm going to, if, if these are the rules, then you have to play within those rules and you have to live there. So if the rule is, if you're marked by that tattoo, you're going to get some sort of power. All right. That's, that's the rule. We're, we're okay with that. Like, that's just like a, it's more of like a, a basis for the audience. Like if you're marked with the pot, you're marked with the, the tattoo, you're going to get your powers. We'll leave it at that. So it, it goes into like, you know, Luke Kang's fire goes into um, Cole's like armor with his shit, Kano's laser eye, Sonya's uh, purple late uh, purple things, and everything was fine. Those four are fine. Who who breaks the rules is Jax. That's why I bring him last. Jax breaks the rules. So are you telling me when he was marked from his tattoo that his Arcana was gonna be crazy metal arms? So like if he never fought Sub Zero and had his arms broken. His arcana would have still been for him to get crazy metal arms. Boom. Plot hole. That's that's my problem with with right. the with the with the tattoo. I was okay with it. Like if the other guys, if you have a tattoo, you get your power, great. Well Jax but he could have ruined yeah, but, but, but Jack could have said at one point, how did my arcana know? Oh, this is how yeah, I fucking I should be a motherfucker that does it. He, like Jack <laughs> telling someone like a quick scene, like how did my arcana know that I wasn't gonna have any arms? Like, oh, because he knows who you're gonna be. Who you will always be? It would sound like philosophical shit, and it would explain it. Some I mean, if, we, if you're already telling me that the fucking tattoo you find with the tattoo shit, then then you should no, be fine. No, but it, the, the tattoo doesn't make sense because, like, so you're so the entire time you were gonna have broken arms. Yeah, motherfucker, the tattoo is like you're, you're gonna get this badass arm, but we're gonna chop them off first. Well, but and, and also, why the fuck are you fighting Sub Zero? Like, you're out, he, at the at the moment he was just like a badass war hero. That's it. At most. He, I mean, because you got you got to be strong. Like I don't have a problem with him fighting Sub Zero. He's like, no, oh shit, fine. he he's just I'm like just saying. All right, he but, shouldn't have been fighting Sub Zero, but he didn't know he was like that level. Okay, of, like, okay, you know badass. what? Following your shit because I understand that they need to spice it up and and also sort of explain how the, the humans have these powers. Okay, so let's say that they go with your route with the little tattoo and shit. You could use that to be the inside story, like and say some shit like when the tournament started, uh, uh, humans had, uh, you know, were worried, whatever, but they had to have been given a first chance on the tournament. So the, the, the super gods at the top uh, would assign certain amount of humans and, and give them the opportunity to excel, to be able to get the arcana and this way be able to, you know, so like to be in a play level, you know, playing level field. That I'll be fine, like, but they would have to explain it more rather than just like, oh, by the way, you know that tattoo shit? Well, at one point, if you fucking get high enough, you're gonna get that shit turned on. <laughs> uh, I think there was enough time. Instead of having so many stupid fight scenes at the beginning that weren't important, like the fight scenes were like, oh, we, we came here, we're trying to sneak in, and then Raiden's like, come on, guys. Come on, guys. You know you can't be here. Instead of those stupid scenes that didn't add anything, they should have had more little scenes where he tells stories like, how did Kano be to be? How did, you know, boom, boom, boom. And a little bit, and, and it shouldn't have never been the bad people trying to fuck up the earth before the tournament. It should have been clear that it was going to be just a normal tournament. 
and and you could still have um um i think the son of scorpio should have just been scorpio you keep saying the son of scorpio oh, yeah. it's scorpion there's an n there but it's still right, it's so, not, it's but, not but the, son, the, the descendant but the descendant the descendant, the descendant. The descendant of Scorpio, because if oh you know what you shouldn't have had any kid live or whatever the fuck I don't know I'm just saying <laughs> it's not, it's that character great, great, is great, shit great, 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 great grandson yeah but that character is shit and it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't really make sense like oh I, I was waiting onto onto what like until like I had a... by the way the actor I mean uh, the, the the acting on the movie itself you know it's not the greatest but the oh, guy that there. played was was his name Cole the guy that played the descendant yeah. of Scorpio. Cool, worst yeah, acting huh? ever guy didn't bring anything to the table fucking sucks his power sucked everything sucked he's just he was just so bad the movie like so bad he was so bad i think we were talking about that before that the best actor in the movie was probably the guy that couldn't speak english the japanese guy the one that played a scorpion yeah word to me i mean i can't hate on everybody i thought the guy who played kano did a good job yeah. I, I believe like i think his delivery was there i think he was like you wanted to hate him a little bit he was funny at points i think kano I think had he a was good... great i think he was great kano okay yeah right, so true. we can't hate all the actors on this see no, like no, you no. still have like, you, were, I think you, kano... you were invested in kano at, at some i extent. was invested in kano like even, yeah. even when he turned bad i was like that's fine i'm okay with this i like him like i overall like felt like all right i like kano Right. I didn't even think it was bad that Kano flipped, you know, but it's just like the whole thing of Raiden putting like a like a little thing that he could just break. There's so many holes in that sense. Um, now, I don't want to just poop on this thing all the way. Let's also talk about the good things. Let's talk about the fatalities. Oh, I yeah. like them. The, so, yeah. My favorite, I think this is a BJ's also favorite as well is when they say flawless victory. I think this was the best scene in the whole movie. So Kung Lao is facing um, the girl that can fly. What's her name here? Uh, let's see if we can get a name from the from the audience. Here we go. Nitara is the character's name, the, the vampire girl. So he's facing her. She comes to the attack. He gets on her back. like So she's flying around. And then they're flying around, and then he throws his hat onto the ground. That hat starts spinning like a little help here, BJ. The, like, 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 a, like a sawmill. Like a yeah. sawmill. And then he drives her through the sawmill and just like splits her in half. Oof. And then he, go, he gets his hat back, puts it on, and he goes, flawless victory. Hands yeah. down. Like the movie for me was made right there. I was like, yeah. I'm okay with this. This gives it good movie. Yeah. This, this little piece. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, the, the, the little the little uh, rewards or little whatever you want to call it or the little nuggets all around the movie justify how cheesy and and dumb and at times it was uh so yeah i mean and that was the best fatality just to end on the negative i'm just saying imagine what it could have been if on top of all that you actually had a good plot and a good you know like just good writing um on it but yeah the fatalities that one was the best one by far um which one uh bj do, do you remember that that you liked a lot i mean i really like the jacks one jacks one? walk us through it so we got the jacks one where um he's fighting against the general reiko 
and he he basically That's the does guy with the, a the hammer, same, right? With a hammer, the signature, you know, double fist, you know, just like like um like a Gallagher watermelon just blowing up <laughs> guts. Yeah, that one I did. Was however, fire. I did. However, feel like that stage because uh, I liked the fact that they split them up into stages. And stages that were like memorable in the in the Mortal Kombat universe of gaming, and I did like that. However, I did not like that they, they didn't utilize the stages to its like full extent because there was that one stage where where uh, Jax was fighting, where it had the you know the pit like with the, mm-hmm. with the spikes and stuff. I would have liked to have seen somebody fall into that pit. That's true. You know? <laughs> so you don't prefer Jax to uppercut him into the pit and then he falls into the pit and then you see the the spike go into or even it. or even he could do his signature punch in the face and then when the body falls a, right a camera follows him into the pit and then it's yeah yeah and then well, you this is the, important whoopsie. for the people that, that that move the dials at the top you know you can have advisors here i mean we'll go for a good price you know? <laughs> i mean it, it, it won't be cheap it'll be competitive though I did like the the X-ray uh, hit that they did for um, Melina, where you just like you just see like the oh you see the hole and you see her back, the spinal cord. Oof. So wow. so Sonya gets her powers, newly fresh powers, launches the the purple at Melina, puts a hole through her, and apparently yeah. in Sonya's there's like a gap where there is no um, attack, so it just cuts through her and like all her insides are gone. But then you see her spine perfectly. So it's like she hit it like bullseye to just show us to her spine. Maybe uh, I want to say I want to say um, that the pulsating wave that she shoots only um, like damages flesh and not bone. So it like it corded out just the flesh, but left the bone. <laughs> mm. Oh, which brings me into the next point that I like. What I liked about this movie is even the gore. And like the nastiness that we saw, it didn't hurt. And I'll give you an example of what I mean by didn't hurt. It didn't feel like this was happening to me. So like I think they did a good job here. So I want to give them some props. For example, if you see the movie Saw, which is like a gore movie where the guy like they use all these like things that just hurt you and make you feel bad, like very gory, very bloody. Like that movie makes you like, oh my God, I wish that never happens to me. The Mortal Kombat was just enough to like, this is happening, but it, it doesn't feel like this is happening to me so I can watch this type of fighting and I was okay with the type of fighting yeah. it just felt it was like it was fun enough that I'm like yeah yeah kill him chop his head off yeah yeah you, I, I think and, it, and it's weird because you, you, you're you talking about an, an actual very interesting thing it had something that made it cartoony enough very little so that you disconnected in the sense of it being a real thing you know, and I don't know what what are the things that made that happen. I wanted to look into a bit more, but it definitely it was weird because it wasn't like with Tarantino. Like if you watch a Tarantino film, mm-hmm. you fucking feel those gory moments, right? It's like pa yeah. ta. And here, even though you do see very detailed shit, it it does have some filter on it that for some reason it just feel it doesn't feel horrible. It doesn't feel like bad to the to the to the feels inside you know and, and a lot more kid friendly which i guess helps them as well i think it's kid, the tension kid friendly <laughs> the tension yeah it's it's more teenage friendly let's go with teenage friendly at the tension because so like what, wasn't you, it rated r it was rated r but you know you know everybody <laughs> watches this thing but i if you don't like if you don't like 
zoom in on it and like focus and create a tension between the characters. So when you have the split, that tension is what makes you feel it. There was no real tension. You knew it was a fight. You knew something was going to happen. And it was just like, bring it on. The music was different. It didn't have like, oh, there it is. So when you watch like scary movies and like thrillers, like every time they make a move, there's like a noise that goes or something to that effect to like, oh, and, and you're like, wait a second. Did that even actually happen? It was more of the noise in my mind that made me hurt. They didn't have that scariness, which is I was okay with. I didn't want the scariness from this movie. I wanted killing. That's true. I wanted like all the gore. I wanted the attacks. Yeah, like the, wanted... the sounds and music changes at all because if, if instead of you seeing all this shit that's like making you tense and it's scary and the music is tudum, tudum. If instead of that, you got these motherfuckers that are about to fight and you hear dun, 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 and they start fighting, you're gonna you're gonna look at that gory moment a lot different. It's gonna because it's gonna feel more like, oh, this is fun, this is like different instead of it being like dum, 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 dum. It would be a lot get, different. Get over here. Yeah. Your soul is mine. Yeah. The, I guess maybe the tempo <laughs> was faster. So it didn't like, I don't know. It just felt good. I, I think they did a good job on that to like get gory and do those pieces because it didn't feel like it hurt me. It was just more fun. I was like, oh, look at that. Oh, it's more of a shock. Like, yeah, get him. Yeah. Slice her in half. Yeah. <laughs> All these things. It, okay. just, it was more fun. And, and obviously, if, you know, at the end, there was a little sneak peek that makes it look like they're going to make a second movie with Johnny Cage, right? In Hollywood. Right. Um, which is great that they're going to bring him in. Do you guys agree with me that there will be a second movie? And do you have higher hopes for the second movie in the sense of how I analyzed it? Like, you think, could it, could it be they make it even deeper? Or it's just going to be sort of the same cheesiness? But hey, you know, it's always good to, to watch. For the second movie, they have work to do. If they if they if they're gonna they really have to like they can fix it. They're at the point right now where it can be fixed. Because at this point, like so the the, the people die, Shensung takes them to like hell or just takes them back, right? And like is repairing them. So they need to do something to make it count. Like they can change, like instead of focusing on this brand new garbage character Cole Young, they focus on our boy Johnny Cage and like like make it like where all right this is what's going on now we have the tournament these are the set rules and they like basically forget the garbage they did in the first one and they <laughs> clean it up for the second one they can will they do that no because i know how sequels work <laughs> sequels are going to are always hot garbage like if you thought this one was mediocre the sequel's going to really suck i just know it because Damn. they're going to be like ah just put it together make them fight whatever we don't care just make money uh, I, I just I know you. how it goes I hate the fact that I feel like you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not an true. expert for no reason. Like you know, at the I'm, beginning, at the beginning, for some reason, you were getting me excited. I'm like, oh yeah, like this, this has a solution. But are they gonna do it? Absolutely not. Never in their life. These motherfuckers don't give a fuck about depth or how you feel. They give a fuck about making this shit, bells and whistles, and fucking charging you 15 bucks this year. But hey, man, maybe if they put a little more into it, people will actually go to the theater and pay for the fucking thing. I would like to believe that they're going to explore the Scorpion storyline a little bit deeper, find out like, why is it that Sub-Zero is bad or, and why is it that Sub-Zero is doing this, trying to eliminate their, their whole clan um, go into that aspect. Also go into the aspect of now having to 
bring all these people back that are quote unquote dead, which are, isn't really dead. It's just in a different realm, whatever that means. Um, finding the new champions and um, also doing kind of like a little backstory intro to the new champions because now they have to come up with new people and like new bad people, like new good people and new bad people. They have 150 characters to choose from. They just pick a few and we bring them in. Um, I also had a, another topic that I wanted to bring up for Mortal Kombat, maybe gaming in general here. So like in gaming, the girls are dressed more. Um, oh, how do I put this? What's the phrase I'm looking for here, BJ? <laughs> Insinuating, provocative. Um, oh, there we go. Provo- that's a, I like that word. The, the women are just more provocative in like the video games. I don't know why. It just is. But they didn't follow that throughout the you movie. Like it was not um it was not character characterly consistent with the with the character. And I, I will bring up Melina in the example mm. here. So we all knew that Melina had these crazy teeth, which is what they gave her, which is we were okay with that. But she also wore a very uh I would say loose tank top. Um like her tank top would go from the top and like the entire middle of her chest through her belly button was visible. That's not and loose. That's that's revealing. Oh, revealing. Oh, that's better. Yeah. Uh, hey, I like always this. learning words here as well. I mean, you know, we're not over. <laughs> Speak American. We're not over those things. So we, we didn't get that from Melina. And I was just like, who? at first, I didn't know who the character was. But are you saying in the game, it shows that? And in the yeah. game, does, does it show a little skin? Yeah, it, like it shows it like it, it wasn't because I mean, and then same thing with kind of no, so, Sonia was always dressed up like she was fully because he was right. in combat mode, which is fine. She stayed in combat mode, which is, but Melina was not. Melina was definitely in like a provocative outfit. And same with Natara in a sense, like both of them, like Natara was the, the vampire girl. So like, like what happened? Like, did we just punk out? It's a rated R movie. Why are we not uh, no. seeing well, the characters, how they were I, I, created I think that in the would, game? That would have to do with like the whole thing now. Like they, I mean, the games even, like when Gamergate happened a few years back, one of the topics, and it's a consistent topic, is making ladies or girl characters less provocative, just like they did with the bunny, bunny from uh, Space Jam. Oh, my Jam. God. And it's just like a movement because I think people feel threatened that this... I mean, I think it's stupid um, because, because at the end of the day... I don't know what you guys think. <laughs> it, it, it's it's quote unquote um, assembling this false sense of like of beauty that, that it's unachievable uh, through because like you could design like a video game character to look however he or she wants or right, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's real or anatomically correct or anatomically achievable. I mean, when they make a superhero, does the superhero look like me or does he look like fucking Henry Cavill? Because this shit goes both ways. Like, when you're casting somebody to be a badass, right? That motherfucker looks, you know, fit and shit. Fucking chiseled. So would we say the same thing to them? So would you say there's a double standard now? So, like, men can look look and achieve, like, be like He-Man. And everyone's okay with it. But when, when we want, you know, the women to look like their characters, then, like, no, we can't have it. But men can, men can be out there shirtless and... That's okay. Well, I think that the real comparison is men uh, have to tolerate watching other men be super fit, right? Have this maybe almost impossible 
figure because of whatever they're doing. But then if women see that and that, oh, that's fucked. Like, well, you know, like you got to be smart enough to know that to be to, to to love yourself or whatever the fuck you are and not, you know, fall deep in, in, in the fucking saddened world of this bullshit, you know? So like, in other words, like that there's a double standard as far as like, like men have to be a certain way to be considered attractive versus women um that would be considered body shaming or like it's, you know it's saying like men person. have the pressure to be hot but women not type thing maybe i mean but i i feel like they I don't, both I don't, have I, the pressure yeah i don't want to interrupt you guys but i also don't want to go into in deeper because it's going to be part of our next episode so <laughs> but, sneak but yeah peek. sneak peek yeah but that this does jump into the next episode, which is going to talk about this thing. So thank you for joining us today. Uh, thank you, BJ. Thank you, Tavo, for coming through Thanks, today. And, and yeah, we'll be with you soon. Thank you for tuning in. Subscribe on the YouTube, on the Spotify, on the things. Like it, share it. Keep it real. Mortal Kombat! <laughs>